What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I'm I'm Nathan, and and I and I just realized, and I just want to thank everybody for listening to all you horror hearers out there. Now, this gets uh, a little bit personal, but I think. I feel I need to share this. I when I was a kid, I was really shy. I had a wonderful imagination, but I was really shy and I kind of felt intimidated by the other kids, even felt even a little bit overwhelmed. I was bullied, but I also I also had a great group of friends. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better group of friends than what I had uh, back in elementary school. I, 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 I think they're one of the main reasons why I started to get into sports. They, they talked about Lakers and Angels and Dodgers and... Raiders and 49ers and Chargers and I was wondering what the heck they were talking about half the time and I found out those were the name of sports teams. But besides sports or sometimes even animation, I really had trouble talking to people. So and and I had trouble with body language. I and sometimes even the the facial expressions that I made, I I I couldn't really tell on what I was what I was expressing on how I felt, and even then I even realized I I still had something delayed. Uh, I I had no idea I had autism at this time, but I knew I had something, and. And why? Because, well, during P.E., while the kids were, especially during push-ups, while everybody was down, I was still up. And I was still trying to process on, my body was still trying to process to, to go down. Because I see everyone else is, is pushing down while they're doing their push-ups. So I'm, I'm up, and I'm trying to process, and and the P.E. teacher's kind of looking at me like I'm, I'm trying to be a joker, but I'm just trying to process in my brain on, on in order to, to go down, and then as soon as I go down, everyone else is up, and once again, the PE teacher is looking at me as if, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a jokester. I was, I was just, I was just trying to process on, on, on coming up. I, and, and even while talking to people, I, I wasn't trying to be Rude. I wasn't. I, I, I did everything I could to to sound, you know, to listen as sincerely as possible, and 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 try to recollect everything. And then after the, I had a hard time on telling when is it okay to come in. When can I talk? You know, can I talk now? Oh n- no, no, that, that's a little bit too soon. The person's still talking. Can I talk now? That was pretty much going through my brain. Can I can I talk now? I mean, I I kind of I pretty much my 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 brain my body kind of felt like I was always in a hurry, and and even when I was at, even if it was recess, I, I I still felt like I was in a hurry, you know, and just just to get back into class. That's that's the way I was wired. I. I, I, I had struggled I struggled with time tests. I didn't enjoy time tests because my brain was because I was delayed. The, the way that was that I was thinking it was, it was delayed. So even when I try to get the answers as fast as possible, it, it, it was still delayed, and, and it didn't give me enough time to, to answer all the questions because it was a time test. 
for for neurotypicals, it was a struggle, but for me, it was even a bigger struggle. Trying to write down and trying to think of as many answers as possible and, and, and having it correct, it, that didn't prove anything. It just proved on who was able to do it the fastest. It didn't, it didn't prove on who was the most accurate of thinking. I didn't like time tests. I didn't like test period. I didn't because because I I needed extra time. I I needed extra time to take on tests that way because if I feel that I'm in a I'm in a hurry, my brain's in a hurry. I won't be able. My my brain kind of goes to the point like at, at first it's it's a slow crank of the of a cog. Of a cog. And a gear. Together. But then when the time feels. Feels that I need to be in a hurry. It, it gets to the point that it almost feels like. It's a it's about to blow a fuse. Luckily. Eventually, I got a, a PI class. I could go to a separate class and be able to learn. And I I had a wonderful PI teachers. I, I really did. And I had a wonderful speech fair. I, I had a wonderful uh, uh, a speech teacher to go to. It felt weird that I had to be excused from class. And everybody looked at me weird. Like, why are you getting excused from class? Sometimes the kids would look at me as if I got in trouble or something. It was either that or or somehow... Oh, no, I, I did something or... You know how kids are. As soon as someone leaves the class, they're wondering... It's either, did they get in trouble or... What the heck do they get to leave early? What makes them so special? Kind of thing. But I, I went down to mostly do... Uh, uh, I, I went down to a speech, uh, speech teacher. Uh, her name was... Uh, I think her name was Miss Zachary. And... And I had trouble with... What th is pronouncing th is r mm. which was ridiculous because half of my name had some of the had some of the pronunciations I couldn't even do. I couldn't even pronounce my own name. I couldn't pronounce half of my name. At that time. Because I was Nathan. And it was really annoying that they keep on going Nathan. Having to do that over and over. And I had to just have to practice saying my, my own name. Because they had a... <laughs> and, and, I, and I had trouble... Pronouncing the THs. The and that was part of my name. I, I did cold reading and warm reading in, in my PI class. Luckily... This is a PI class. I could even work on projects that are part of the class, and we could, and with some of the other students that were part of the PI class, we could also we could also help each other out. I I remember one project, and it really, and it really helped me out with. You know, using the gifts, I, I had a wonderful imagination. And there was a project that we could create our own country. 
we could make up our own country, but we had to make up the creatures, uh, our economy, what would be the flag. It was a really awesome pro. It was an awesome project that luckily I had two people that I worked with and and was really happy and glad that we were on the same page of if we had a country, uh, what would it be? And it was Sportslandia. Sportslandia. And you could pretty much go to any sporting event. And some of the creatures were interesting. And... You know, yeah, that was a fun project. It made me really appreciate. Another memorable project was uh, there was a science project, and so we did the mole project. As in, you you have a one that is you know that's a slice of bread that is you know you you still have it fresh, and then another one you leave it out and you see the mold and how how much the mold grows on the other bread I don't know it, it it was disgusting at the time but now that I think about it it was also kind of interesting on how how fast the molding process is for bread that is So to get back to socializing, but I just wanted to, you know, give a, you know, kind of an introduction on understanding a little bit of my mind process. Mind process on how I have dealt with my autism and... I mean, I was able to talk about sports. It, it was better than nothing. You know, I would talk about sports. The funny thing, uh, before before apps and everything, I was pretty much the, originally the sports, the sports update person. So after what happened yesterday, I would give an update, you know, to everybody about what was the score, uh, what happened to whoever their favorite team was and, and did everything I could to memorize and, and tell in, in great detail what happened. I was the original sports app before sports apps existed. I... I still had trouble reading body language uh, all the way up to I I didn't really find out I had autism till I was in middle school I knew I had something especially the fact that I, that I had to go to a brain institute when I was in 4th grade yeah I, I had to travel up to it was either 3rd grade or 4th grade might have been third grade. In third grade, I had to travel all the way up to Westlake Village to go to this brain institute, and they were monitoring my brain waves. But it was kind of cool because they they had this uh, computer game, and I was able to play the game with just my brain. I thought that was really, I thought that was really cool at that time. And, but yeah, when it came to socializing, besides talking about sports and knowing when to talk and, and when it was really difficult, it really was, it was it was frustrating. Especially when I got to around middle school. 
And Dane, and Dane, you know, I really wanted to find a way to talk to girls more, but I, it wasn't just because I was shy, but also I, I had a hard time on, on social cues, being able to read social cues. Is she just being friendly with me, or is she actually into me? It was one of those it was one of those things. It was very annoying. I, I had a hard time. And, and to be honest, even if she was wearing, yes, I'm interested in you, would you go out with me sign on her? To be honest, I still wouldn't even be able to read it. That's the sad part. So, middle school was just awkward. No, that's an understatement. It was awkward. It was awkward, especially because since I had such a hard time on reading social cues and, and misunderstood when someone was telling a joke sometimes, and then I took that literally sometimes, and... Uh, it was just, it was just messed up. It was just messed up, and ah, uh, it was, it was really annoying. And then came high school. Got a little bit better, at least. But though, but the thing was, I did miss a lot of my friends that I ended up going to. Because after middle school, there, there was multiple choices of high schools and around the area that I live in. And most of them actually went to those other high schools. But luckily, my main pals... My main pals since elementary school went to the same high school as me. Man, I'm not sure if I would have been able to survive high school without my main pals from elementary school. And and the people that I made friends with in, in middle school as well were there. I don't know, it would feel... Empty and not right, in my opinion, if my main pals weren't at the same high school as, as me. Of course, in middle school, I got picked on because I was really short. It wasn't because of my autism. It was because I was really short. And of course, when it came to the kids, you know, in special ed, most of the time, yeah, as they say, kids can be cruel. And well, well, preteens can even be cruel. Er. And in high school, they can just be despicable. But hopefully by the time, you know, when it gets near graduation, everybody has matured and understand each other. You know. So... And then there was the time to learn how to drive. Now, of course, I, I took this uh, a driving course. Uh, it wasn't part of my high school. But it was one of those, you know, uh, with, with driving. And... So I was 
taught a couple of lessons, you know, from this driving school. It's pretty much a tradition by everyone in, in the town that I live in. And I was pretty much taught everything except, ironically, how to make a left turn. Which, when I came to uh, learn how to drive, and I had my driving test uh, at the DMV. Well, it was it was nerve-wracking. It was a nightmare. Because the ironic thing was, uh, there was a turn that I had to go to. And it was this weird light. This weird traffic light that when you make a left turn, but here's the thing, the solid green light, you treat that as a yield to make a left turn. And so as soon as I did a bad job with that, I was immediately told to drive back to the DMV. That was on the first turn. The second turn, I was kind of hoping to get uh, a different uh, driving, you know, a different driving guide, you know, to, but they ended up giving me the same person. I ended up getting the same person twice, and it was the left turn, the left turn once again. And, and and it was frustrating because I knew how to drive anywhere else. I, I knew how to do the right turn. I knew how to do my turn signals. I even knew how to parallel park. I just couldn't get the left turn. The, the embarrassing part was the second time, it was when they had an arrow. And I accidentally made a left turn because I heard the driving person say make a left turn. And so I was so focused because the last time I ended up failing. And guess what? Sometimes history repeats itself just in a, just in a different skin sometimes. A little bit something different, but pretty much history repeated itself. Made a left turn accidentally on a red arrow because I heard to make a left turn. In that lane, I checked over my shoulder to make sure that there was no car that was coming through. There was no car in that lane. I come in, and I was going to make a left turn. Failed. Had to be sent back to the DMV, and I failed. So, it was annoying. And my dad and I talked and discussed, and he told me pretty much, well, how do you learn best? And I explained to him, I'm a visual learner. And hands-on. So what my dad did was pretty much train me on left turns, left turns, left turns, every opportunity. But he also still taught me how to make a right turn, specifically at those tricky traffic lights on that you have to actually yield and not just assume that through traffic will just stop and then you can make a left turn or a right turn. Pretty much, it was driving boot camp. That's what my dad explained to me. It was driving boot camp. We drove around Camarillo, and there was a point accidentally. There was literally a sign that said one way, and it was near the Edwards Cinemas. And what do I do? I make a left turn. And there's a bunch of cars that are driving toward my way, wondering why the heck this car is driving the opposite direction and in the way. Luckily, we found a way out of that one, but seriously, that was really embarrassing.
to, to when there was a one-way sign, and not only do I drive the opposite of what my dad told me, but the fact of there's a bunch of these cars looking at me awkwardly and doing everything they can to avoid on, you know, not to make a collision. <laughs> And I didn't just drive around Camarillo, but my dad even had me drive around. Uh, there, was, there was even a, uh, there was a lot in Ventura. And this is actually now near where the, I, I, I do believe uh, that building, uh, I'm just going to say Kaiser Permanente, I think, the Kaiser Permanente building. And there was this uh, kind of cul-de-sac. And my dad taught me how to do the one-two-free turn. And I had to learn that each and every day. And I had to repeat that over and over and over again. I think it was only ten times. But man, it felt like a hundred. And, of course, even practicing around Santa Paula. Because, well, my dad thought, you know, we the, the city right down uh, next to our town, uh, DMV, and that didn't work out. And they kept on giving me the same uh, person to test me, and that didn't work out very well. So... And a lot of people in my town mostly go to this other town to do their DMV test, and they do a lot better than going down to the one to the other town. And so I did that, and I even did a I, I scheduled you know a driving test, and I was a walk-in, and it was getting close to the time I was. You know, getting close to that time on going to college. And and I wasn't really sure if I was a, going to be able to, you know, get my driver's license and be able to go to, you know, even be able to drive down to college. But luckily, I ended up I was able to. And and here's the funny thing. So I was driving my dad's car for the test. Uh not my not my uh not my other car. Which was a Nissan Sentra. The funny thing was I was pretty much doing all great, but when I turned the key to the ignition there is the driver, uh, th there's the, I'm, I'm just going to say the driver guy that just so happens to, you know, mark down my score for my, for my driving test. I'm just going to say that. When I tried to turn the key to ignition, it went, I was, Frightened, panicked. I was emotional in the brain. I was terrified that I was about to, to not even be able to do the driving test after all the training and everything. Just thinking about that. And luckily, I had a very patient person because I... I, I'll tell you this, if I was at the DMV that I usually got my tests, uh, I did my driving tests in the past, I probably would have failed on the spot. But luckily, this person was patient, and by the third time, luckily, by the third time, I was able to get the car started. And the rest was history. I was able to drive around. And I remembered everything my dad taught me about driving around in this uh, specific town. And I was able to do parallel parking really well. 
and I passed. It was a miracle, but I passed that driving test. And I think every day that dry, that the person that was with me that was, you know, grading on my driving test was really patient and understanding. Thank you. And then after that, driving seemed no problem. It feels second nature to me. Because I had to really work hard in order to be able to learn the basics of driving. So I really have to thank my dad for that one. It was frustrating, but it all paid off. I <laughs> I turned out to be a great driver. So... Back in high school, I was trying to do everything I can to be a little bit more social. Sociable. Being social because I realized I wasn't really that social. So I was working on being more sociable to people. But most of the time, I was pretty much just writing my journal, observing what was going on. Which... What's funny, at the time I thought I wrote every single day of high school that I wrote, I written down. Turns out I only wrote down some days, apparently. But, anyways. And I got into more and more activities in high school. I was in my high school musicals for three years. I was in the marching band for two years. I pretty much did everything I could to participate. Uh, when the when people didn't want to do student senate, I was one of the main people. That like you know what, I'll do it. You know, I'll 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 go in. You know, and and see what's going on and and represent for student senate. And I I played the trombone all four years. The interesting part was I was pretty much uh, my senior year of high school. I was the only senior in the symphonic band. Everyone else was in wind ensemble. I even got to speak at my uh, high school graduation. I got to participate in a couple of plays. I found out I had a knack for acting thanks to Mr. John Squade. He saw a lot of potential in me that I didn't even see in myself. He saw that in a lot of his students and... Just rest in peace, John. I mean, rest in peace, Mr. Slade. Wherever you are, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's just unfortunate that you, the way that your time on this earth ended. Just unfortunate. And, of course, it helped me be able to be... It, it forced me... I, I realized in order to be able to socialize, in order to... I was doing everything I can to get out of my comfort zone. 
I realized I, I could no longer just talk about sports with people. I mean, of course, yes, I, I, I talked about sports with people at first, but I tried to ease in on, on trying to talk about other topics. And I realized I got... I got a little bit better with making some small talk. It's just unfortunately, uh, I, I kind of fidgeted a lot, or sometimes I would, I would fold my arms and kind of close, and it feels like I'm closing off people. So, when it came to communicating, I, I wanted to find a way to communicate with more and more people. Because I, I wanted to improve on that. Because if I wanted to, to be in the journalism, you know, in the journalism field, I, I would need to learn... How to be able to communicate with people. Being able to ask questions. Being able to find a way to answer questions. And. Yeah. So I, I, I just tried. I did everything I could to be able to communicate with people more and more. But after school. Uh, in high school. My parents got me uh, social therapy. Besides, uh, besides, uh, the, there was this uh, socialization group, you know, for people that had trouble being able to socialize. We we had a group together, and it was during uh, the free period. Uh, I think it was either during Thursday or Friday. Because they're, they're because because this is how the high school schedule was. Okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you have periods one through six. Thursday, Friday, you have one, three, five, and two, four, six. I think it was either that or it was either that or that was only during when it came to finals and they switched around the schedule. So, but I remember that, you know, having the so during the free period after that. You would, I, I would go to the socialization group and we would learn about how to be able to socialize with people better. Uh, that helped out. And, and then also with, I ended up having social therapy. Because my, I guess apparently my, my parents thought, you know, it wasn't enough, you know, just to have regular therapy. Of course not. I, I need social therapy. Which is kind of weird because I wanted to hang out with my friends more because it was high school. I, I, I had, you have no idea how long you have, you know, being able to be with the, these people. Because after you graduate from high school, you're not sure on, on, on how much you're going to be able to hang out afterwards. And... It was kind of annoying at first, you know, but I I really got to thank my parents, you know, and, and the social therapist that I had. Uh, I think they they were the reason why I got into Facebook because they said, this is a great way to be able to communicate. But anyways, I, I got to talk to a woman and, and I'm... Might have to add uh, uh, really 
attractive ladies. I mean, they, they had the, you know, they, they had the personality, uh, the, they had personality, intelligent, and, you know, um, they had wonderful personalities, uh, e they were easy people to talk to, I could easily talk to them, it's just, you know, with, you know, when, when you get to that age, um, yeah, <clears throat> but, anyways, easy pe easy people to talk to, wonderful people to talk to, and I thank them, you know, because I eventually got better at, you know, being able to speak with people, being able to read body language better, because that was, and even being able to show even better body language to people, that way I, it doesn't seem that, well, that I'm not interested or I, I've been showing that I'm able to want to talk to people more. I have more of the body language of earnest than, than ignoring. I've been showing a body language that I'm more open and engaged then closed and isolation. So I really gotta thank Arlene, Raya, Vincent. I think the fourth one was named Emily, I think. Was it that or, or something else? It was. Might have been in Miliana. Uh. Yeah, so I really got to thank all of them for helping me be able to be better at socializing and presenting better body language. I, I just can't imagine where I would be if I didn't have that help. So thank you very much to all of them and I really do appreciate it and also especially Sammy yeah so I really gotta thank all of them for helping me be able to be better at socializing and presenting better body language I, I just can't imagine where I would be if I didn't have that help so thank you very much to all of them and I really do appreciate it I, I noticed that I slouched a lot, and they even explained that to me. My parents even explained that to me. They were like, oh, yeah, you do slouch a lot. And so I've been working on being able to, you know, stood up, uh, having my, you know, having my shoulders broad. Not too military. To military presence, but more of, you know, of of serious and ready to work kind of body language. I'm ready for any task, but you give at me, and I'm ready to go. So. So, without all the help along the way, I think I would be really lost and confused. And what even drives me crazy even more is that my parents understand that even sometimes when I listen to something... My sensor, my, my sensory, especially with my hearing, 
it's kind of tuned, tuned a little bit too high, especially uh, if if people find the vacuum cleaner really annoying with that noise. Imagine, imagine if you had my ears listening to it. It might as well have been a dog whistle. Ah! That's how high-pitched that vacuum cleaner noise is to me. Ah! And I eventually found out that I was once introvert, and then I was extrovert, and then I found out I might actually be one of those rare people being ambivert. Ambivert means you're a combination of introvert and extrovert. Because I found out I don't mind doing public speaking or talking to people, but at the same time, I like to have my alone time and also like to work on stuff on my own. I don't mind working with a team, but sometimes I just want to work on my own stuff sometimes as well. And I also found out that whatever I feel, when I feel empathy, I really have empathy for people. I, I really do. I, I do everything I can to help out. I want to do everything I can to, to help out someone. Uh, whether they're going for a, a rough time, I try to find a way to make them laugh. If they're going for a rough time, I, I want to do everything I can that is possible to help out people. I, I really do. I... I, I feel that when I work hard, I, I work hard for a reason. I, I want to make sure that I, I give the fact to people that in this negative world, there is a positive light. When everybody sees the darkness and, and storms that are coming, and even now black holes... That there will be a light that will be coming around the corner and will brighten your day and give you that faith. Well, just give you faith. And. Yeah, so that's how I became better at being able to communicate with people. And I do everything I can to get out of my comfort zone. That's why uh, later on when I went to VASE, I, I found ways to improve with doing an elevator pitch, uh, being able to introduce myself. I also want to thank VASE because they really have really helped me out as well. And... And industry horror is has has given me lots of opportunities, and I'm looking forward to if they have more opportunities that are that if they give me any more opportunities, as Thomas Edison would say, the reason why people don't go after those opportunities is because it's dress, it's dressed up in overalls as work. Where it's work, where, whether it's work, I know it will become an opportunity. And I want Industry Horror to know that you can give me all the work and I'll make sure to take event that I will make sure it's a learning, not just a learning experience, but that I will take advantage of that opportunity and will end up developing into a better person. And not only that, but I will pass on that knowledge and develop that person to even be better as well. Mm. 
So anyways, people, that's, that's how I got to being a little bit better at being able to socialize with people. And thank you very much for listening to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I, I really do appreciate all the industry horror hearers out there. As I'm Nathan saying, add a little bit of horror into your life. This Industry Horror Coffee Cast is brought to you by Industry Horror. Industry Horror is a nonprofit that helps people on the autism spectrum and with special needs be able to learn some trades and even get paid for that work as well when it comes to silkscreen printing on shirts, on sweaters, on hoodies. On crop tops, tank tops, stickers, buttons, and now even on designer belts, and even designing belts as well. Industry horror, you can help out by donating on the Industry Horror website or on Amazon Smile. And please do check out the Industry Horror Store if you are around the Venture County area off of 518 East Main Street close to the Buffalo Exchange Store in downtown Ventura. Industry Horror is a 501c3 Nonprofit. No matter how large or how small your business is within the community, we would really enjoy helping out with any of silk screen printing needs and even help you update or even redesign your logo for your business as well. Industry horror screen printing with a conscience. If you're if you are an influencer, whether it's in the autism, horror, or even the sports or entertainment community, and you, if you and if you after hearing this uh, coffin cast, you go, "Hey, I'm interested. I want to be on the coffin cast too." Well, you can contact Industry Horror Coffin Cast at gmail dot com, and I would. Really be happy to have you be part of of the next or future coffin cast.